0: Hi there, this is Alyssa from UnBusy, where I teach you how to simplify your mom life, create routines that work for you as a work-at-home mom, and gain more time back in your day. Today, we have a bonus episode for you all about homeschooling as a lifestyle. We're bringing on a guest, Leigh, to talk about how to handle planning and curriculum for the high school years. Leigh is the host of the top-ranking podcast, Little by Little Homeschool. She never meant to homeschool, but here she is, 11 years and two homeschool graduates later with one more to go. She spends her days in the Northeast, learning how to live a more simplified and intentional life with her husband, James, and their three children. Her heart has become fiercely passionate about encouraging homeschool moms to stay the course and to, little by little, thrive in this season
1: of life. So, Haile, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I just, I'm so excited. I just appreciate you sending out the invitation to have me on here, and I'm excited to talk about all things homeschooling today.
0: I love that you have a podcast entirely dedicated to helping homeschooling moms. I can tell you it was a breath of fresh air when I first came across it. And I am a faithful listener every week.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: So, in your opinion, what makes homeschooling a lifestyle?
1: To me, it this is something that was a work in progress for me. When oftentimes most of us have gone through the school system. Most of us have not been homeschooled, some have, but some have not. And Most have not. And so we have this idea in our mind of what school looks like. And we begin to pattern our homeschooling after that. And so we have specific hours of this is homeschooling. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or that you can't do that. That's I I do do that (laughs) with a specific time that we do focus on our curriculum. But we get so focused on the academic aspect of it and forget that like we live a full holistic lifestyle and our Our children can learn so much just from being a part of life and engaging and teaching them through um, as part of just being in the world, whether it's running errands with you or volunteering for you or going and um, I'm just thinking just randomly pop off the top of my head going and supporting friends who, this is during the day, so our kids were available, were adopting a child. And so they had a court hearing to make everything official. And we were able to go and to walk into the courthouse and to be there, support them, and for them to be a part of that process. And so I think a lot of times you just try to put in things in a separate box. Here's school time and here's family time when it's just all, can be all together and it doesn't have to, you know, we can just bounce back and forth. And there's just so much learning that can be done, just being out out in the world. And that prepares our kids for being out in the world because they're out in the world way before and during their whole time of homeschooling. So that's why I'm just kind of, I like to refer to it as a lifestyle because it's a way that we live and every family is going to do it differently. And that's okay. That's the beauty of homeschooling. And we can gain confidence and encouragement and inspiration from others, but we really need to embrace our homeschool lifestyle. What is it between, you know, mom and dad, what are your values and and how do you like to spend your time and what is your focus for your family and then work the homeschool around that
0: thank you for explaining that to us because i think too often we go into it as oh okay go to curriculum fairs uh go to park play dates but it's still in a box it's still a separate part of our life So I'm curious, have you run into any particular challenges or joys when raising children to be different than the culture around you?
1: Yes. And, um, it's been (laughs) some, you know, you oftentimes will get people, they'll say, oh, you homeschool and they kind of look and they make assumptions. They assume certain things about you and the fun and maybe a joy part with you and people will say to you, oh, I didn't know there were normal homeschoolers or I didn't know that you could be so normal. And, you know, we're all weird. Everybody's weird to their own degree and stuff. And it's, so that's been kind of a fun, a little bit of a joy of seeing people like, Oh, you homeschool. And they kind of look at you and they're like, wait a minute. I never would have guessed that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of a, kind of a fun thing. Um, and so some of the, I think, I'm sorry, I forget the beginning part of your question. <laughs> uh, what you've, run into and when raising children to be different. Than okay, the culture. sorry. Yeah, I started talking about the joys and stuff. So some of the challenges is that, yeah, we are gonna do things differently. And we do sometimes have to explain to others like what homeschooling is, because a lot of times, like I said earlier, we have a certain way way of viewing education and thinking of it just as school. And so we do have to, I feel like we are ambassadors as homeschool families to others and sharing with them like what homeschooling actually can be and so that's been kind of fun when people are like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't know that you could do all of that. And um, and just overall, raising kids to be different. And sometimes, you know, as homeschoolers, and one of the reasons we do homeschool is to impart our faith and to be different and not necessarily to fall into the pressure of having to do what everybody else is doing. And so, yeah, we might make different choices. We might decide not to go to certain movies we might decide not to listen to certain music and that does make us a little bit different and but it adds it adds a level of relationship that we can have with our kids when we explain to them why it's not like we just are not going to tar- partake in these certain things it's why why we don't and eventually as kids get older they get to decide if they're going, you know, is, is what mom and dad said really, really true? And, they're, and they have to find out for themselves. And, you know, we just pray and hope that what we have imparted upon them when they were younger continues to stay with them. And um, I don't know, to me, being a little bit different than everybody else is kind of a little bit fun. So it's not, a, it hasn't been a huge challenge for me. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're doing things differently. Everybody's walking that way. Let's walk this way kind of thing. And so that hasn't been as difficult for me, but I know that it is hard for some moms if of different personalities, and that's okay. And we just have to grow into it and grow the confidence as we're homeschooling. We start to see it's working and our kids are thriving and we enjoy being together. And that has to be just the momentum that keeps us going of being the different one. And it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm also really curious, since you graduate graduated two kids now, to hear your thoughts on homeschooling high school. So like how to plan for the high school years, Um, You mentioned like gap years and entrepreneurship, and that sounded really interesting to dive into.
1: When I, let's just, let's go back and back to my thoughts of school education. I had a view of what high school was going to be because my mind was still just stuck and it had to be a certain way. And the funny thing has been, I'm, have my third kiddo right now. And well, if you ask him what grade he's in, people ask him, he has no idea. And I'm like, ninth grade. I'm like, you're making me look bad here, kid. (laughs) And um, so he's ninth grade. And so my other two have graduated. And when I went into it, I thought I had to look a certain way. And as it has progressed with kids and I've become more confident, even in myself with homeschooling high school, I'm much more relaxed my third go around here and I'm kind of like, man, I wish I had a couple more kids to, you know, (laughs) this is fun. High school is actually a lot of fun. My perspective, my view and my way of going through high school, I live in a state that has pretty strict homeschool regulations And my goal is to go into it and to meet as many of those homeschool regulations as we can in the first two years. And I also want to set my kids up for if they do want to pursue higher education, if they want to go on to college, I want to set them up for success to be able to do that. And if we don't do that, then they're not, then suddenly they're going to be in 11th or 12th grade and say they want to go to college and they haven't. They haven't taken the sign. It's, it's going to be a rush then. So my goal is to do as much as the heavy stuff we can in ninth and 10th grade. And I've made them a bit more intense for my kids. And I'm like, I promise, just trust me, trust me here. And come 11th grade, we've been able to dive a bit more into what they really want to pursue. My oldest, she went, um, I had her through 12th grade. Um, uh, my second kiddo, my older son, we graduated him after three years But my daughter then her, so we'll go back to her, her senior year, she took a lot of online college courses, did a lot of dual enrollment, because she had a focus on going to college. And she really enjoys alternative health and holistic living and so found a lot of courses and resources online and books and so she dove into those in her free time from her dual enrollment. And then ended up graduating and didn't go to college. But she has like 30 college credits. So she could, if she decides to, she has that. She has the high school diploma. She's got all of those requirements done and then um, could go on to that. My 18-year-old, he decided that he did not want to go to college. He is an entrepreneur at heart. And so for him also, ninth and 10th grade really bulked up. And then 11th grade, I really kind of pulled back on a lot of the subjects that he had to do, um, extra stuff because it wasn't going to go to college. And I gave him a lot of time to work on his entrepreneurial pursuits. And he started his own lawn care business when he was 14. And so when his, technically his 11th grade year, he really bulked that up, um, big time. And so I'm kind of taking the same perspective here per se pursuit with my last kiddo. And we're going to, we're doing a lot of the heavy stuff that we need to, in order to meet our homeschool regulations to set him up for success. If he wants to go into college And then we'll see here what he, you know, where he wants to pursue. I'm kind of, I've got my, I spent a lot of time studying my kids and then coming up with resources and ideas and presenting it to them as they get older, it has to be their choice. And so for him, I'm collecting data still on him and and thinking uh, about what he could do. So you asked about the entrepreneurship um, aspect of it. and So that was mostly my um, 18 year old. And now my younger kiddo says he wants to pursue that as well like, great. I've had a crash course, you know, with your older brother. So let's go ahead and do it. And running the podcast that I have and, and all of that really helps me out as well, because we're kind of like a family of entrepreneurs here now. And so that's really a fun thing to be able to do with kids. And it doesn't mean kids have to wait until high school. My 18 year old started out with a a stand in front of our house with uh, firewood that he was selling when he was 12 or something. He split it by hand and made a sign and, you know, made a little, little box and stuff and had it out there. And so it's something that kids can do at any time. And homeschooling really provides the time to be able to do that. And I just incorporated that as part of their, we'll say, quote unquote, curriculum. And then as far as a gap year goes, I felt strongly, and um, my husband was on board with it as well. And we told all of our kids, we wanted them to take some type of gap year. So once they graduated from high school, some type of whether they engaged with some type of program that was specific towards young adults or they just took time and just worked, just lived at home and worked and uh, got involved in the community and whatever, whatever it is that kind of they felt like they pursued and then make a decision as to whether you want to go on to college or you want to pursue a certain career whatever, whatever that is. And so, um, my two older kids have, have been doing that. And my daughter took an entire year, two semesters and, um, to a gap year with a, with a ministry that she absolutely loved. It was perfect for her. And that's again, studying your kids and figuring out what is it that's going to match up with them. And we found an amazing program that she, she loved so much. And so then, so this is also the unique uniqueness of kids taking a look then at my kiddo and he's actually on his way back he's been on a 4 month missions trip in Africa and so that's been his gap semester and we'll see we'll see where god takes him after this but it's it's been a it's a fun fun thing to be able to watch your kids it gives them an opportunity to grow especially if you put them into some type of gap year program you know it's a good environment something that's going to pour into them and grow their faith without Really, without them being sheltered. I mean, he has not been sheltered. You know, over the past four past four months, he's had so many experiences. But just watching the growth, and I'm excited to that when he does get home and uh, being able to connect and and hear firsthand all his stories.
0: Yes, that's an really interesting perspective. I've I've started to see that entrepreneurship myself for kids because my eldest is like, I want to be an author. And she already picked up. That means she needs to have a website and and like promote her own things and not just rely on the publishing house to do it for her. And I'm like, oh, website. Well, I run an online business. I, this means I know half of what you need to do already. Like neat. Well, thank you, God, for like aligning some of my interests and passions with things my daughter is going to need so I
1: can help her. Yes. I've noticed that too. That is so cool. And I love that she wants to be an author. And that's something that, she can start doing now. She can start. She has for years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> has she been published yet? Has she looked to magazines or anything? To get no, published?
0: she's not been okay. published yet. Um, But okay. she, you know, writes for multiple hours every
1: day. So, yeah, that's so great. That's really cool. And that's great that you are able to, you have that experience and you can tell her this is what we need and you can walk her through goodness. She's going to like, she's missing all of the learning curve that you <laughs> that you had. You I know. Just so use far. That. Ahead. Yeah. 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 Well, God has help you to figure out all the nitty gritty and all the tech stuff and everything. And you can just help her with that. That's cool.
0: Mm -hmm. And I do find it interesting how a gap year is something that you believe so strongly about. I almost wonder if it's on a kid by kid basis, or it's one of those like gray areas of homeschooling. If every family has to decide since I was completely the opposite, I graduated high school 16. So I was like, I am not done. I can't, go out and get like full-time job I'm going to go to college and like that was really good for me but that was me in my situation
1: yeah well and at 16 I don't And true I mean it's It's like I was too young for anything yeah well yeah even the gap year programs he was he turned 18 and so it would have been his senior year and he had to wait for he had to wait a few months for a program to begin because he had to be 18 Mm -hmm. so that is that is kind of like a catch-22 right there but but you going to college then, you were done much sooner than you would have been.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So and ready I just move got on started and... on
0: my life faster is how I viewed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I'd like to get some specifics from you, some ideas in the areas of choosing curriculum, since I completely agree with you on the best results in homeschooling come from when we observe our kids. Now, me, I started off just buying what my mom used with us and then just kind of got the next grade level every year until I felt comfortable seeing patterns or choosing things to dive into and tailoring it. So what suggestions do you have
1: for us from your years of experience? My biggest suggestion is to really take the time to figure out you and your family and because mom needs to enjoy the curriculum too. If mom is not enjoying the curriculum, Trust me. Ask me how I know <laughs> then it's not that it's not going to go well. So it's something that we have to enjoy working with and exploring with and teaching our children. Because if we don't enjoy it, then it's not going to. It's going to be a little bit harder for us to fake joy. <laughs> so my suggestion is to just really take time and to explore. And when you do settle on purchasing a curriculum, I always suggest, especially if you're brand new starting out, just get something for math. Get something for like language arts depending on the grade that you're, that you're starting off with your kids, whether they're really little or, or older, maybe it's just a language arts. And as they get older, you might add in spelling and then as they get older, writing and vocabulary, but just focus on those two things. And those are, I would say maybe the easier, especially math. I mean, you try one out and maybe it doesn't work. And I, I feel blessed that I was able to find something that worked really well for our family from the very beginning. But I do know families that it takes some time if you're, Kids maybe have some learning challenges or they just learn in a specific way, you might end up with a curriculum that just doesn't work. And so my suggestions are to focus just on those two subjects. And then you can always add in other subjects and to not be afraid to pivot to change your curriculum if you need to. And that's why I suggest just do it starting off with those two, because you haven't made a huge investment. Because I think that's what holds a lot of us back is like, I just spent X amount of money on all of this curriculum and it's not working. Well, just start off with those two. If the math's not working, then you just have the math to figure out what you're going to do. And then also, when it comes to the curriculum, is not being afraid to make it your own. Because some of the curriculum is very extensive and very deep and can take a long time to do. And to take a look at it and say, do we really need to do all 10 of these? practice exercises? Or do we need to do every single part of this curriculum? Because if you have multiple children and you are trying to do multiple subjects, with multiple children, there's there's literally not enough hours in the day for some of these curriculum for it to be physically possible for us. So my suggestion really is to just focus on those. And especially when you're homeschool, just begin to observe, like, how is this working for us? And what is, what do we really want for our family? Do we want, do you have a family that you really enjoy being outdoors and you want to add a lot of outdoor time. You want to do a lot of science outside. Well, find something that's going to go along with that. Don't pick something that's going to, that's going to be require hours and hours of being inside. And so really just evaluating your lifestyle. What are your goals? What do you, what do you want to impart to your children during this time? And if faith is something that's important, like that was just a vital, that was, that was a non-negotiable in our homeschool is to have whether we were studying specific books of the Bible. I mean, when they were first, first being on homeschool, it was just mostly Bible story books. And we kind of moved into devotions. And the fun thing is as you get older with kids, you can get into like theological books and just really talk deep and, so that was really important. So that was like a core. That was like a non-negotiable every single day. Not in a legalistic way, but just finding stuff that was fun to be able to, and just watching the light bulbs kind of light on. And then me learning with them too. Especially we dove deeper into theology. I was like, wow, I didn't quite see it this. And hearing their perspective, and um, so I just, when it comes to curriculum, I want everybody to remember that the curriculum is there to serve us. We're not there to serve it. It is there as a tool, a resource, because we don't have the time to pull all of this math and how should we do it? And what's the, what's the order, the best order? I mean, obviously we know we should do addition first and then subtraction, but as it gets, you know, more complex, like how do I introduce this? And math was a struggle for me in school. And so I was like, I can't teach kids how to do math. And I purchased a curriculum and it told me literally exactly what to say. It was in bold letters. And I said that and they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, wow they're understanding this. I can teach math. So it was great it's great to have resources but not to feel like we have to do every single thing that is in in the resource. We can figure out how it will work for our family and for the time that we want to allot to it every day.
0: I think that's so permission giving. Since I know for me again, I want the curriculum to teach it, not me try to figure out how to explain math concepts. But then I get locked into, oh, and that means I have to do, give them every single problem that there is in the book when they are feeling sick and frustrated, and they already got it after half of the problems. And it's using your judgment as a mom, and that it's okay to, in fact, you have to.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, because I think we remember from back. Um, I mean, I went to public school, so for me, it was like you have to do every single problem, and even for me to then start homeschooling and say, Okay, let's just do the odd pro- problems, like that was like you know, mind blowing to me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, they're still getting it. Okay. And tomorrow we'll do the even. And then as I got further down, I was like, okay, let's just, let's take a look and see which ones are the different ones that are going to help us with our review. What's what, which ones help us with a new concept that we just did. And let's make sure we do those. And, but yeah, I like that giving ourselves permission to be the authority in our homeschool and to decide and to look at each individual child as well. And what's going to serve them best in the homeschool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Would you tell our listeners where they can find you and what else you have for them?
1: Yes. So I have a pod, I assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you enjoy listening to podcasts. So my podcast is Little by Little Homeschool. I am currently, the website is currently underway. So you can maybe check back. I don't know when this will air, but littlebylittlehomeschool.com. And that's where you can kind of find me on Instagram, Facebook. I have a Facebook community uh, if you're looking to connect specifically about homeschool, but If you go to the podcast, Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, everything is in the show notes. All the links are right there.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Leigh.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: Bye for now. Have a wonderful day.